Hey, hey, what is going on, everyone? Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Bottom line, this was a fun one. Hopi and I had the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with two-time ISC world champion and 2022 WBSC bronze medalist with Team USA, Michigan native Blaine Milheim. Blaine has already had an accomplished career, and it's really just getting started. This guy has got a bunch more years left to add to the resume of personal awards and team championships, which no doubt he will. Uh, We talked to Blaine about growing up with the game, watching his dad play as a young one in Michigan, the jump between baseball and fast pitch, playing at the WBSC World Junior Championships in Whitehorse back in 2014, uh, making a name for himself on the ISC level, and of course, that bronze medal for Team USA at the 2022 Men's World Cup down in New Zealand. Man, Blaine was an absolute beauty to chat with. Hopi and I were still laughing at this one after we were done recording. I'm sure you're all going to love it. Uh, before we get to the episode, though, uh, if you didn't see yet, we launched our trivia games on our YouTube channel. Uh, first one being the ISC edition, and then followed that up with the Women's College World Series edition. If you think you know your history of the game in those categories, go try it out and see how you make out. Hey, maybe post your in the comments how many out of the 15 you got right. You know, have a little fun with it. Be interactive. Uh, if you have an idea of a certain edition we should do, definitely send us a message and we'll get it done up. Also, please subscribe to our channel if you're on there and turn on that notification bell. Anyways, let's get to the episode because this is Outside the Shoot and this class says anything goes. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that? How are you? Good. How's it going? Great. Thank you very much. Another week. Another, yeah. Pissing down rain outside right now. I was thinking on my way here, it's like looking over towards Nanmal River, which would be to my right, sunny, beautiful. Driving here, just pissing down rain. It's kind of like every Thursday night ball, it would be like kind of nice out, but pouring rain a little bit at home. So you just couldn't fucking play. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, it's pouring out. But anyway. They weren't even calling for it. You don't pray for rain, you can't pray for sun. But yeah. (laughs) Great saying, right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but looking at the forecast, this yeah, morning, I know. Like I they weren't calling for any of this, but it's supposed to be showers or something. Anyway, anyway, it is good. what it is. Yeah, man, it's what it is. What uh, we have some news on our our girl Kenzie. Yeah, just a little update on Kenzie. Um, so Jen, of course, updates her Facebook page, Kenzie's journey, and uh, a couple of things. Um, in her post last night, or yeah, last night I read this morning was uh, it was all about the host cells versus donor cells in her body. And I think if I read it correctly, hundred percent of the donor cells right now are being accepted, meaning that the marrow uh, transplant is being accepted in her body, which is creating the new cells. So that's super important as it's, it's 
her new cells that are in her body are fighting off or taking place of the old cells and the old cells were the cells that carried the disease. Right. So that's positive, super positive news. Um, they're, they're super excited. They're also very excited that their brother or sorry, uh, Kenzie's brother Brody was up there for the week. Yep. Saw that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, good news on that front for sure. Uh, Kenzie's a fighter, of course. Um, this is a for now thing, of course, and it's a hundred percent great news, obviously, but, uh, keep praying Absolutely. Keep pushing for it. And uh, Kenzie, we're thinking about you guys. Frasers, we're thinking about you guys all the time. We love you guys. Love yous. Yep. Definitely. Take care. Keep, awesome. Keep pumping it, Kenzie. Keep going. Crazy cell person. Uh, couple couple of boys. We saw some video. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can Nick Shell's like, that guy should run for politics or something. <laughs> the guy does everything right. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. I saw it like, I, first I, I was on Facebook and I saw Shalesy in front of a, a truck, and I was like, yeah, "Oh, look at that! Yeah. He, he bought a new vehicle." Yeah. And then I was like, I got looking more, and then I was like, "Wait a second Yeah. Then I see the video, and all you can hear is Lolly fucking just losing. So his that's mind. hilarious, actually. When Lolly's going on, and he runs over the truck, and he's like, "Fucking right, this is crazy!" He runs to the passenger side, shotgun. <laughs> I fuck, I laughed. I laugh every time I watch that, and I've watched it a hundred times. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Shalesy, obviously, uh, I, I think it was a charity. Charitable, what is it? Charity golf tournament. Yeah, I believe, from what I understand, I don't know 100 percent anyway. But uh, Shaley hit a hole in one, and uh, if you had a hole in one on that hole, you won a brand new Denali. Denali. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a cheap truck. It's a beautiful truck. I know. Anyway, congrats, Nick. Um, hope Lolly is shotgun. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to find the text. Yeah, because uh, super hilarious. Anyway, oh, where is you? That keep looking text? for the text. Man, it was hilarious because I sent a text to both him and Lolly at the same time saying, you know, holy shit. Yeah. Like well, you said Lolly said this was the best sports moment of his life or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Chelsea was like, it was the most insane he's ever seen. <laughs> most mental. The most mental yeah. he's ever seen Lolly. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. That's but hilarious. Good for that. man. That's Chelsea. awesome. Great stuff, Chelsea. Only Chelsea. Yeah. So there's about 2,000 moves uh, in the IC circuit. I saw that. Uh, we can butcher some of these names if you want to try. Yeah, go ahead. Um, some of these guys, obviously, and, and no fault of theirs or ours. I just don't recognize the names, nor nor do you. Some of the names are really cool, though, like Fed Edder. It could be Eddie Fedder. Yeah. Anyway, Fed Edder, I believe it is, going from JB to LJ, which is the Lumberjacks. Mm -hmm. So that um, there was a post on Software Premier TV um, on their Facebook page regarding JB and and they're done so for 2024. Yep. Which was pretty apparent when you looked at all the people that were moving all over the place. We but, kind uh, we kind of we had yeah Blair had given us a heads up. Don't mention any names, Blair. Um, <laughs> Yusuf Davis Jr. went from JB to the San Antonio Glowworm. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Yusuf. And we did find that out prior to it being announced, which we was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't say anything. Obviously, hush, hush, we'll leave that, that up to to softball premiere. Uh, Tyler Damon from the Norseman to Circle Tap. Sorry, Tyler. I don't know who you are. Franco Ordal. Yep. From the Reapers to Circle Tap. Scott Patterson from the Chiefs to Circle Tap. That's a big, big move. Big pickup. Yeah. Here's a big one too. Uh, Brad K Kilpatrick went from the Norseman to the Lumberjacks. Big pickup for Lumberjacks. It's also really good for uh, for Brad. I think he'll get more exposure uh, yeah. playing with the Lumberjack team. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Um, also a friend of the show. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, I don't know this name, Lucci, I don't know, Biondi, the U23 Argentina team, but he's gone oh, to yeah. Hill United. So that's pretty sick. Else you must see something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Manuel Godoy from Circle Tap to the Drillers. Big move. Yeah. Um, Zach Shaw went from Kegel to the Drillers. Uh, Jordan Scalario from the Lumberjacks to the Drillers. 
Here's a huge one. Thomas Anoka went from the Chiefs to Bear Creek. Right. Yeah. Right. That is a big one. Pretty sick. And mother note here is Nick Shales had a whole one. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sick. Anyway, there are a lot of moves taking place. And uh, thank you again, Softball Premier TV, for keeping us up to date on all that stuff. Yeah. I think it's just fucking awesome. It is. I love how they post that stuff, man. That is so cool. Very professional. It's so professional. I just love it. I love watching it. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, There's something else I was going to mention. Yeah. Now it's... I don't know. Maybe I'll think of it and we'll talk about it in the outro, but sure. it's not coming to my... I would like to mention that uh, I've been nominated uh, myself uh, for uh, president of Softball Nova Scotia. Congrats. Well, thanks. Yeah, awesome. it was, uh, I had a couple different people approach me about it and uh, ask me if I would accept the nomination if they did nominate me. And I, I said I would and um, only accepting it under the you know the premise that I'm not going to come into what's taking place in South Nova Scotia and be some sort of magic trick. Right. It has to be with the right people surrounding me, of course, as a, as a team to, you know, do things right. And and no slight towards what was taking place in the past. Uh, Richie Connors did a fantastic job for what he was given. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to, certainly not trying to backdoor anybody by any means. I was nominated. I wasn't, you know, putting yeah. my name in to say, Hey, I want to be the president. Yeah. Uh, Cause Richie is a friend of mine. At the same time, you know, I, I do want to come in and I think that there's promise for our sport and our province and we, we got to try to make things better and maybe it's a, it's the right time for a new face and, uh, yeah, with the right supporting cast, of course, I certainly will do my best to, uh, to make things better for our province and, you know, maybe get some more pockets of our province playing the sport. And anyway, mm-hmm. that's my hope. But so uh, when's that, crossed. uh, when's the vote go down? So October 21st is the age is the supplement of Scotia AGM. I believe the vote takes place that night and I don't know for sure if I'll get it or right. not. I'm just yeah. saying I was, I've been nominated. I have been asked though, to go to the softball Canada AGM, which is November 9, 10, 11, which is in Niagara Falls. Oh, right on. Yeah. So I'll be, uh, I'll be attending that as a, uh, softball Nova Scotia delegate. Cause I am a funny director right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm getting to attend that cause you are allowed three votes at the AGM for whatever's been put up for, for voting on. Cool. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited about that. Right. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. cool. Well, thank you. Um, enough about me. Enough about you. Well, we got a great guest coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Lane Milheim. Man, he's uh, burst upon the scene from like after the COVID shutdown, and yeah. he's just uh, been raking ever since 2022. Kind of, uh, you know, just like, oh, here I am. <laughs> you know what hello, I mean? Like, hey, hello, my boy. Here I am. Yeah. But uh, no, you, you know, I had the opportunity. I'm sure you did too to hear him on Dust Up with Hillian Law. Yeah. What a fantastic episode that was. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, we had. <laughs> I have a little thing that I'm going to start off the episode with them that I'll mention to you. Yeah. But uh, I, I won't give it away right now. Okay. It's kind of funny, but uh, anyway, yeah, we'll get to talk to him about this up, how the, this past season went with uh, the stompers there and, you know, mm-hmm. how the, how it's looking going forward. Cause he's with the now Northeast drillers out of Virginia. It is. I know yeah. our, our last oh, podcast, we, we, did. we, we said, said Pennsylvania. Yes, we did. Yeah. Well, you told me that. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, no, yeah, it's Virginia. So anyway, it'd be nice to hear what Blaine's thoughts are on that. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he's uh, all good with that, but. Uh, well, I would say. Yeah. Frank, man, of course he is. Especially with some of these moves that are taking place too. Yeah. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Anyway, Michigan native, of course, uh, I want to ask him who he thinks is going to win the World Series because, you know, Americans love their baseball. So yeah, yeah. How about baseball? What happened with the Blue Jays? Oh, I don't even want to talk about. <laughs> that's what it was. That's I was going to bring that up. It's so funny when you see so many people complaining about, you know, Schneider making the pitching move, bringing Barrios out in the third inning. You know what? During the inning, yeah, maybe. Holy, what the hell are you doing? But 
How many runs did the Blue Jays score in 18 innings? None. No, they scored one. one. I know. I, I know, but I'm still thinking back to that game. So one and run in 18 innings. No, I know. Like, you're not going to yeah. win shit with that. You can't win 0-0. But the biggest thing that pisses me off, I know, I know that we're going along with this intro, but I got to get this <laughs> off my chest because it's pissed me off. Yeah. The fact that Ross Atkins threw John Schneider under the bus in that press conference saying yeah. he couldn't believe bullshit he did not know. No. He's the analytics guy. Yeah. And you can't tell me that that group did not have a plan going oh, into that of game. Of course they if did. Rios 100%. came out the fourth friggin' inning. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Stupid analytics. Like, look at what's in front of you. Yeah. Like, see the game. He was dealing too. Oh, yeah. frustrating. Even Buck Martinez was getting mad on the air. Well, everybody was mad. Like, like it, was, it was ridiculous. Just seeing all the posts on social media. Oh, my. Fire him now. What the fuck is he doing? Well, I was losing my mind. I was losing I my saw mind. That's what you were mostly on the social media <laughs> side of it. Yeah, it, it was it was crazy. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when they did it. But then the way that everybody went on, it was like, holy fuck. Well, you can't win 0-0. Zero, zero. No, like you, you, no, you're right. You can't. You got to score runs. You got to get runs. And I mean, yeah. they did not produce. No. And I'm, you know, I'm not a Blue Jay fan. I know you're Of course, not. I'm, but I'm a Red Sox fan, true and true. But for the, you know, going into the postseason when my Red Sox didn't make it, of course, I'm going to hope for the Blue Jays to do something. Canadian team. I'm going to tell you, in my humble opinion, Vladdy Guerrero is the most overrated ball player in Major League Baseball. I, or one of. I will agree with you 100% now. Yeah. And. He was one of my favorite players. Yeah. I mean, he had that breakout crazy ass year. I mean, he won the batting title or whatever, MVP or whatever it was. Or did he? Or no, did I don't he, think uh, he. Otani. Anyway, he, he batted really great. Yeah. And then he's been dog shit since. Yeah, he picked off at second base in a situation like that with <laughs> Bo Bichette. You know, oh, my You know God. the funny thing about that when he got it, picked off? Did you see him kind of like waving to the dog? No, check it, check it, check it. He was out by a goddamn foot. Yeah. Like, he was so out. But what was even funnier is right before the pickoff, he was telling Bo Bichette to calm down on the box. Oh. Like, calm down. <laughs> like, just pay, pay attention. Yeah. Did you listen to the uh, interview? Who picked him off? Um, Correa. Yeah, I know. But who was the pitcher at the time? Sonny Gray. Right, right. Sonny Gray. So did you see the interview he did? When he said Korea oh, yeah, had yeah. spoken to him prior yep. to, and then they, there was a tip of the cap, yep. and all, that's amazing. That's awesome I love stuff. That, I, love I do, that part even of the though it was against the Jays. Anyway. Yeah, I was pretty happy. Okay, let's get the blame. Sorry for this intro. Good. Blue Jays suck. <laughs> let's get the blame. Nick Shales at a whole one. <laughs> Yo. All right, here we go. We are happy to have on with us today two-time ISC World Champion, 2023 WBSC World Cup bronze medalist, and current member of the U.S. men's national team, Michigan's own Blaine Milheim. Blaine, thanks so much for com- coming on the podcast, pal. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. So, full di- full disclosure here. Not sure if you were aware of this, Hopi. Yeah. Uh, you were supposed to come on in- back in February, but uh, you had a prior commitment to another podca- podcast called Dust Up with Ilian Lolly. <laughs> Um, but hey, here we are eight months later. It all worked out. It all worked out. I gotta say, family. Awesome episode, by the way. That was fantastic. Thank you. No, I had a good time. I had a really good time. It's pretty easy talking to those two though. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Reminiscing the whole time. No, it was good. I had a good time. Yeah. Speaking of Lolly, we talked about this on the intro there. Did you see Shalesy's hole in one? Yes, on the hole in one hole. Yeah, that's unreal. Unbelievable. So unreal. Like I did see he got a truck, and then it was like the next day I saw that. I was like, "You got kidding me?" Yeah. So I guess he's just an all around stud, though, huh? Oh fuck yeah! Like I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, so uh, uh, what was it? Ninety two thousand Denali. 
something crazy. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Unreal. One, one thing oh, we man. did love was uh, when Lolly was going bananas taping, and he runs over to the truck, and he he's at the passenger side, and he, and he yells out, "Shotgun!" Yeah, fuck, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's a beauty. Oh, oh fuck yeah, he's the shit. best. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so, so good. good. So, what's on the go in Michigan today? Oh, nothing really. I uh, I actually have the week off, so I uh, I've been playing a lot of golf myself, but no hole in once, unfortunately. <laughs> so, what do you do for work, Blaine? Uh, so I actually I do inside sales for a manufacturing company. Nice. All right, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, how's uh, so usual off season for you? What's that usually look like? Yeah. Um, so when I'm done, I really. Uh, so it's actually kind of nice this year because I've in the past I've been coaching baseball. So I've gone like baseball right into this, um, you know, the full season of softball. And then when it's finally over, it's like, all right, I get three or four months to kind of relax. And then we usually have the January tournament. So right now I'm really just trying to keep my body healthy and, uh, you know, not get hurt too bad <laughs> playing golf and doing that type of stuff. So no, it's, it's really, uh, not too, not too extreme on my end. Nice. How's, how is the golf game? Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not very good. I mean, I shoot. Uh, I shoot low to mid 80s. <laughs> Fuck you. Not very good. <laughs> not very good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Do you know the percentage of people in the world that shoot in the 80s is like super freaking low? Is it? Yeah. yeah I, I saw a stat on that. It's like really, really low. If you shoot in the 80s, like you're one of very few that in the world that shoot 80s. Oh, but Blaine sucks. Yeah. Man. yeah but you suck. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, I'm just. I've played for as much as I've played. Uh, just growing up, I played, you know, two, three times a year since I was seven. Um, I just, I should be a lot better than, than what I am yeah. playing for as long as I have. But I think we all say I that. It. Yeah. It's, it's something though you have to do so much of like you could oh. continuously like five, six times a week. You have to play like my neighbor. He shoots like, you know, 72, 74, oh. but, he, but he golfs five times a week. Yeah. That's all yep. he does. Yep. And yeah. probably at the same course too. A hundred percent. It's that same right. course. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. And he's a fucking cheater too, bro. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank. Oh, actually, Blaine, something I had to bring up before we get into your career and everything. Cause I, when I yeah. do my research, I come across stuff and I just have to, I'm like, okay, I got to ask about this and I don't want to forget. Okay. This past summer, your uh, class B state finals. <laughs> okay oh, did you get your six you pizzas from corktown pizza you're damn right i did <laughs> so hopey one of the things yeah. was uh corktown pizza this the tournament so if you hit a home run every home run was awarded with a small pizza it's <laughs> sick fucking blaine went hit 857 with the uh, six home runs and 17 rbis in the <laughs> fucking tournament. that's fucking sick <laughs> was it good pizza yeah, we uh it was good pizza, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I can't really discredit this. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Preston and Jordan Sherman, but uh, they're like kind of on the up and coming of USA. Yep. And they had, they they each hit 650 plus and they had five and four home runs. So we actually combined for 15 bombs between the three of us. Holy hell. Fucking teams eating a yeah. lot of pizza. That Fucking weekend. putting the poor place out of business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fed the whole team twice. <laughs> Holy shit. No, it was, uh, no, it was, it was actually a good tournament. I, I'll be honest with you. Like as much as you want to think like a class B tournament, I mean, like we had, uh, like Fabio Silvestre was throwing, um, Augustin Fernandez was there. I mean, it's not like we were facing, yeah. you know, a bunch of podunks and, and to be honest, like, I mean, we got a lot of 
guys that are pitching that are 40, you know, that used to be really good, but sure. they're still pretty crafty. I mean, it's not like we're up there just playing a bunch of podunks, but yeah. no, oh, it was, uh, yeah. there were a lot of, there were a lot of upset teams to be honest with you. Yeah. And one upset pizzeria because they were in a fucking business. Well, actually, now. just looking at this post, there were 62 home runs in the tournament. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So actually, little backstory. So that, that, the place we play is Petoskey, Michigan. It's one of the most beautiful places. If you hit a home run in the left, left field, uh, you hit it into Lake Michigan oh, wow. and all the kids go out and jump in the water and go find it and blah, blah, blah. So, um, I actually grew up watching my dad play there for 20 years, um, as a kid. So cool. I always try to go there when I can. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, but the fences are 240. So, I mean, realistically, most pop-ups, if you got enough of it, get out. Right. So it's, it's, that's why there's so many home runs. There. Yeah. <laughs> He's still pretty awesome. That is, pretty impressive. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, Frank. So, before we get in your career, who you got in the World Series? I like the Phillies. I don't know if that's a, a full. I don't know how many people are behind that, but they look good. Uh, yeah. I think they look good as well. Atlanta's pretty tough, but uh, Atlanta's any, good. Yep. I mean, I didn't think the whole American League East would go through the playoffs without not getting a win, but <laughs> here we here we are. <laughs> yeah, pretty wild. Pretty wild year. Yeah, I mean, I, I had my little rant in the intro about the Blue Jays, so... Why, uh, why would happen to the Blue Jays, Randy? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Get that. We're done with that now. Oh, shit. I mean, you you just... You mentioned about your, watching your dad growing up. I mean, that's a good way to segue into, you know, how you got your start in the game. And I mean, I heard it on Dust Up. I mean, you started with baseball, but of course, you didn't have the usual U.S. thing. I mean, you grew up watching... Right fast pitch so i mean maybe let's start there with uh you know uh watching your dad growing up yeah yeah so um yeah my dad was playing before i was born so you know when i was just a little rascal i was at all of his games and uh i actually have an older brother that plays as well so um i grew up always playing and then um well when i was probably 10th grade uh in the summer i started playing fast pitch instead of baseball in the summer which i think long term was good for my swing short term was not great for my uh projectability of going to college because that's what a lot of people see as summer ball right. um but uh i would say longevity it was a really good move so i really didn't even play summer baseball after 10th grade oh, wow. um, i just played during the during the year um but yeah so basically my brother is six and a half years older than me and we had a team that was you know top three in our state and so he was kind of in his prime 23 24 and i'm 15 16 kind of just jumping along um, you know, eating Wendy's every, every meal, just trying to be cheap. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that I kind of just played and I played every summer. Um, since. so that's just kind of how, it, how I got into the softball gig. That's awesome. right so what was the fast pitch scene like in Michigan when you were growing up? Um, actually it was, it was, uh, Oh, would you, I'm sorry. What'd you say? The, the team? No, like the, 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 the fast pitch scene, like in Michigan. Oh, the like, scene. Yeah. It, it's actually pretty good. Um, like I said, a lot of the pitchers now are, are mid forties. So at that time they were kind of upper thirties, um, and still kind of had some zip, you know, we had Sean Kelly, uh, Brian Boyd, like there was a lot of good pitchers that were kind of getting out of their prime, but were still damn good. I mean, yeah. real good pitchers. And, you know, we still had Tyler Dudley that still came out and played, um, in a lot of our tournaments, my brother, um, there's a lot of guys, uh, I'll be honest, Michigan, we do this, uh, this thing in the States and, Oh, our, the guys in the States are going to love this comment. But uh, <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania wins this AFC that we do. It's basically your guys as Canadians, uh, but we represent our states. Right. Michigan hasn't put a team in because we don't get 
our full roster. I'm not going to go out there with a half-ass team. Right. Uh, but realistically, and I, <laughs> Cam Schiller always gets so mad at me because I always say it. He's like, why don't you ever put a team in? But we are the best team. Michigan has the best softball. <laughs> if you're talking best 10, we're the best. Now, long Pennsylvania's legit. They're obviously yeah. very good league over there, and they have more players. But if you're talking top nine, top 10, we got some really good players. Shea Bryant, Jeff Nowacek. I mean, there's Dudley came back. and We got some very good players over here. So that's what I grew up watching was those guys kind of either getting out of the USA circuit or Tyler Dudley kind of just coming in. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's always been pretty good. Michigan's pretty solid, to be honest. Shit, you're going to be getting some texts on Monday when this drops, like from the boys saying, "What the, yeah. the hell?" <laughs> People are going to be pissed. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, oh man, so I got to ask, like, getting named to the junior national team in 2014, yeah. like, how did that all come about? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, that's another good story. Uh, so actually, so I was. Uh, was I was a junior in high school, so I was 11th grade, and there was just a random tryout. I, I believe they had like three different like levels of tryouts, um, and Midland was like one of the last ones. Well, I had a wrestling camp uh, that weekend, and so I could only make one day, and there were like two sessions per day. And not only could I only make one day, I could only make one of the sessions. <laughs> and so they're like, yeah, you need to come, like just come. And I was like, all right. And I go there. I did okay, but like nothing special. And uh, I remember thinking the whole time, like, oh, dang it. Like, I wish I had went to more sessions. I could have really made the team. Sure. And shit, a few months later, they called me and put me on the team. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I, I definitely did not think that was going to be the case. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it was It was very eye-opening. And, you know, it's funny now looking back on it because I was big on, like, I remember uh, after the tournament was over, you know, all these other other countries want to trade jerseys or trade whatever. And I'm like, shoot, I'm never going to wear USA again. Like, I, I need to keep my USA just to say I played for. <laughs> you know, so yeah. full circle, it's a pretty funny story. But no, White, White Horse was great. Um, I think we, yeah, we took fifth. We yep. won the loser's bracket. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a great experience. And, and my whole family came um, and watched. So it was really cool. What did you think of White Horse? I mean, that's a different kind of a different environment <laughs> well it was quite strange because it never got dark dark yeah <laughs> it, was just, weird. it was just light up all the time that was weird yeah um but no it was beautiful i remember seeing the flight i have i wasn't a, a veteran flying by any means at that point and just the flight over i mean just the mountainous and stuff and I, it was it was beautiful it was great that's yeah. wicked man yeah, canada sucked in that tournament i think they finished seventh I'm like yeah um, bad. we almost got into it us in canada actually was that the they were up was that the game they were up nine one on you guys and you guys yeah. came back and tied it and, or no seven yeah. one i forget seven what i think it was seven one and then we tied it went into extras yeah that was uh that was a wild game yeah i look i think Rand, randerson was throwing a no hitter in the sixth or something like <laughs> yes. that and yeah he you, was he was mowing us down <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy oh shit yeah. I, the argentinians had a half decent uh pitching squad at that one with uh mad and godoy <laughs> what do you even do yeah, yeah really <laughs> though oh like God. looking back now and like seeing them then where you're like holy shit these two like they're the real oh. deal actually the whole team absolutely i mean and that's the thing too like look what you just said i mean they had Teo, they had you know they had a lot of guys on that team yeah. uh that were pretty legit not just the pitchers but shoot i mean they i remember mata mata throwing and i got in that bat against him and 
first pitch, I followed it off, and I was like, oh, I'm on him. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was not on him. Yeah. First two go by, yeah. Oh, yeah, I struck out, and it was, you know what? I felt extremely outmatched, and uh, yeah, it was, but it, you know what? It was a pretty humbling experience to be honest. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but you can tell everybody to get a foul ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I touched it. Yeah. I touched it. Yeah. It's funny, though. I mean, I, I look back on the, on the rosters of both you guys and Canada, and there's only a actual few guys that are still playing. still playing at the ISC and national team level. Like that's it's, crazy. Yeah, I know. Like, it is wild because you know, and we had a lot of good players on the U.S. team. To be honest, I mean, you know, uh, and I don't know if you know the the Descharm twins right now, but they're out of Minnesota. Yep. And they're the next up and comers. They're pretty tough. Yeah. Well, I played with their older brother Bryce, and shoot, he was he was just as good as them at that time. I mean, he was a real good player. Um, so yeah, I mean, we had a lot of guys. We had Jimbo Pernetti, who was uh, borderline about to get drafted out of high school. Um, that kind of just switched, figured it out, and actually won us the Japan game by himself, basically. Right. Um, but yeah, we had. It's crazy that, that you say that because I've thought about that of how many good players we had, and we just uh, everybody fell off. I mean, nobody plays anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we've talked about it on here before, and that seemed to be a theme with. Team Canada back in the day, like well, we talked about Izzy's team. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think of him and was it Blake Orr were the only two that are left playing or something like that. Something or, like that. It's yeah. just wild wow. when you come to think about it. Like as far as Team Canada goes, because yeah. usually you know Team Canada. I mean, the last couple have been. Yeah, good, of course. Yes, but yes, they have been. back in like the early two thousands. And they lost and a lot of just, them. They just don't play anymore. Weird. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, Amanda baseball. Not a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, Sorry, man. That's why I'm here. Oh yeah, congrats <laughs> on your on your engagement, by the way. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, Sounds date? like I did That's a crazy. good job. <laughs> you yeah, you did, did all right. <laughs> you, date set. Man, we're proud of you. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're getting we're getting we're, well. So we're actually building a house right now. Oh, um, good for you. So we pushed the wedding back to 2025 just to make sure we're financially there. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we're actually getting married in September of 25. Good for you. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. Yep. Uh, I want to touch on your baseball career at Concordia. I mean, yep. I checked your stats out and they're pretty damn good. I mean, <laughs> what uh, what's the biggest difference that you found between softball and baseball? I mean, everybody, every, I know everybody talks about the ups in softball, but I mean, as a hitter, what's the biggest difference for you? You know, I would say baseball is way easier to hit the ball so not strike out um but it's a lot harder to get a hit like if you barrel up a ball in softball it's probably going to be a hit most of the time right um in baseball i mean i don't know how many balls i you know hit into the gap that i think is a double and i barrel it and i hit it 360 and it gets caught i mean that's that's brutal like that's, that's <laughs> just, it sucks um, but no, that's really the only thing. Now, I will I will put this out there. I didn't play at like a, a huge school. I mean, it was an NAIA school. So like a lot of the pitching we saw, I mean, we saw mid, mid-90s here and there, but maybe like three or four guys. Oh, wow, um, yeah. A lot of the guys are throwing, you know, low to mid-80s pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I was up, you know, facing Scherzer and these types of guys. It was more, I kind of exposed lower level baseball to be honest with you gotcha um but no it was it was a really good time and it's funny because i actually went and uh going into college there's a eastern michigan's like right down the road and so i was like you know what i'll go to this school just because i wasn't getting looked at out of high school like i'll go to this school for two years and then i'll transfer to eastern i'll go try to be a big uh, you know a big guy over there 
And I had my two years at Concordia and absolutely loved it. Um, became a captain and it was like, you know what, I'd rather just be here and be, you know, quote unquote, the man and, you know, enjoy the four years that I'm there. And yeah, I did that. I, I had a really good time. That's good. You guys yeah. won a championship, didn't you? Uh, well, we won a Christian World Series. Ele- oh, elaborate like, on that one, please. It's still yeah, in the World yeah. Series. <laughs> you, you know, you know, uh, you know, March Madness basketball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the NIT of March Madness is what it basically is. Okay, so all it's right. all it's all divisions, so D one through three and NAIA. However, it is like the backups, the guy that don't that don't make the playoffs. If they're a Christian private school, they can go to this tournament. So I mean, we have played some good schools like Biola University from California, very mm-hmm. good school. Um, so like we played those teams and they were good. Um, but no, it's not. It, we didn't go win the big boy World Series. But you know what? Anytime you end the year with a win, you can't be upset about it. God, no. I'm sitting here looking at a trophy from this Shooters Bar and Grill Fast Pitch League Intermediate Championships. Yeah, <laughs> we won that. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you there won you that. Go. I didn't play. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. I won. But anyway, yeah. So it's still a trophy. <laughs> still a trophy. That's right. Still a trophy. Yeah. So were you were you still playing fast pitch in the summer while you were going to Concordia? Yep. yep. So so my first year, um, so after my first year of college, my college coach was like, hey, you know, I know you play fast pitch, but I really want you to play baseball this summer too. So I actually, for a lot of weekends, would play like Friday, Saturday baseball. And then right after I'm done Saturday, I would drive over to the softball tournament and play the end of Saturday and then Sunday for softball. So I was playing baseball and softball the same weekends. I will say that was probably the most challenging year. I would think. I would yeah, think. Holy shit. That was difficult. Like that was extremely difficult. Um, but no, that's the only year I've ever played or that I played um, summer baseball outside of when I was in middle school. Really. Right. Wow. Yeah, that must have been quite an adjustment in the box going for, you know, that morning, Saturday morning, say you're <laughs> hitting a baseball and then all of a sudden, yeah. oh, geez, I'm going to go uh, hit a fast or softball now. And- yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was hitting a lot of baseballs over the left field or over the third base dugout and a lot of softballs over the first base dugout. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that's shit. That's awesome. So, uh, how'd you make the jump to the ISC circuit? I mean, I know I texted you and you said your first one was 2016, correct? That was IC twos. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I believe that one was in Iowa or quad cities. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we basically, we had basically a Michigan team. Um, and John Guzdala was our pitcher. Uh, I remember Oscar Vargas was there. Me, my brother, Trent Pell, um, who's a guy from my town who's good. Uh, so we just kind of had a, a Michigan type team. Um, and then with a couple pickups, but yeah, it was really because, uh, we always went to NAFA and we were like, you know what, let's just go to ISC and then we'll do NAFA and we'll do all that. And, uh, so I was what, 19 or 18, 18, 19, uh, went to my first ISC and, when I was talking about being humbled earlier, this was a, a different humbleness because I, <laughs> I really struggled. Well, yeah, that's got to be pretty big eye opener for you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was, you know, the first, I'll be honest, the first ISC was just a blur because every time I'd watch, you know, a team that I thought was the shit, they were number 10 and I'm like, Jesus, Pete's like, there's better teams out there. And I was just <laughs> so overwhelmed with how good everybody was, to be honest with you. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny. I the, in my notes here, I the, like you're when you're the following year in 2017 when you're with Twin City Gray Sox, I saw mm-hmm. that uh, your guys' first game was against Toronto Batman, and they finished fourth that yeah. year. I mean, yeah, that had to be for you and the boys to get face them right in the opener. That must have been like, hey, oh shit, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And and actually, it's funny. Uh, I got to tell you a story about how that game started. So we were down one in the seventh. And my brother was on third with two outs and stole home on the throwback to the pitcher. What? <laughs> <laughs> he did that to the Batman uh, wow. in the seventh to tie it. And that's why we went into extras and then we lost in, I think, the ninth. Wow. So, yeah, we almost we almost put them out very first round. Uh, that could have been a very, very big upset. Uh, yeah. That was a fun yeah. game to be a part of. Oh, I imagine. Shit. Yeah, is- yeah, I couldn't believe my brother took off from third too. That was that was unreal. <laughs> next guy, well, if it's dotted. <laughs> next guy got dotted, but now it's too close of a game to be doing that. Uh, right, right, right. Um, so, how did you end up on the Gremlins the following year? Oh, um, so I actually was playing in that Petoskey place I was just telling you about, yeah. um, and Tyler Dudley was there with Circle Tap, and uh, they brought they brought their team there. And Dudley comes up to me and he's like, Hey, he's like, uh, someone's going to call you today and they're going to ask you to play. And I just want you to say yes. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so a couple hours later, Greg leather calls me and I guess they were looking for like a bullpen catcher or somebody that could run bases and catch bullpens and just get used to the speed of the game. And, uh, so I get the call. He asked me if I want to play the last four tournaments. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I have to. Dud said I had to. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, and he's like, yeah, you know, the gremlins, you know. Uh, and I remember getting off the phone and I'm like, who the hell are the gremlins? Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> they made that seem like they were a good team. Like, who the hell are these guys? I remember going to league and like, I don't know how word got out of this. It's not like I was playing or anything, but word got out in league and I had like a mom of some sort. She's like, I heard you're on the number two team in the world. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, (laughs) maybe, uh, but no, that the gremlins thing, that was a a great experience. Um, I'll tell you the biggest difference is just watching them practice before games, like just hitting BP and shit. I mean, Mm. the balls they are hitting. I mean, I thought I was hitting pretty good (laughs) BP at that time and they're hitting at 85 feet further than me. I mean, you got Chewy, young Chewy just hitting bombs. (laughs) Yeah. And you got cheese. I mean, it's like, oh my God, like these guys are so good. And I just really, I just tried to absorb as much as I could Yeah. Um, while I was with them. And, you know, a lot of my local buddies are like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have been doing that. You know, you wasted a year, not even playing. I really think it was one of the best. I think it was the turning point in my career, to be honest. Right. I think that was a really good experience. Well, I mean, you could be just like a sponge at that point. Like, absolutely. Like, man. Well, and the, no, go ahead. The things that, no, the, the thing that really stood out to me that made zero sense was like, I remember like Zen and Winters, like he like struck out on a rise ball or something. And he's like, I remember him coming back to the dugout and being like, oh, can't wait for next to bat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Struck out. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, he's going to throw me a lifter. Sure shit, he did. And he crushed it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So these guys play like, like it's like a an end game with yeah. these guys like i shit i go up there i just try to get hit every time and yeah. if it didn't happen it didn't happen these guys have like game plans like it's yeah. crazy oh man that's awesome i got funny i remember you on dust up you mentioned about <laughs> maddie law the first time you were playing with him 
<laughs> so funny. Oh, that's such a good story. I remember him just booting a ball. I was just a ground ball. He booted it. And I'm like, oh, he ain't that good. I'll be playing left field in no time. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> that's just awesome. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's not bad. Yeah, he's a good player. He's Gosh, really good. Yeah. And then getting to see Cheese hit for the first time, you're like, oh, pitcher's hit. Oh, what? <laughs> shit, I was his runner. I loved it. I was like, God, he's on all the time. I know, babe. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic and i mean hey you got your first uh isc ring out of it i mean oh yeah that was uh that was pretty oh i just thought of something else from that about you having to catch for uh oh for uh one one yeah oh, oh. <laughs> yeah Juan. he was uh you know it's funny i look back now and i probably would play the same tricks that he was playing on me but man did he play so many damn jokes and stuff off me and especially the pitching thing. That was the worst one. He'd just be ripping knuckleballs at me so hard. And then I just wouldn't catch one. He'd be like, oh, okay, okay, drop ball, drop ball. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> For sure. Next inning, same thing. He's just ripping 71 mile an hour knuckleballs at me. Oh, that's awesome. That is, oh, that was such a funny story. Um, so 2019, you uh, you leave the Gremlins. And yep. who, who were you with that? 2019 was so that's right yes yep so that year was kind of strange so after i was with the gremlins um my state team uh michigan team they were we were best team in our state we'd won you know class a nationals um and all of that so a lot of the guys including my brother were talking about maybe having just one more year and they were going to retire and i was like well shit okay so i was like you know what i'll play one more year with you guys so I, after the gremlins, I went from winning an ISC to not even playing a full year of open. And then I got to towards the end of the year and Craig Scott called me with the Ashland days and asked me if I wanted to come play second base. And I'm like, sure. I don't play second base, but yeah. (laughs) uh, So yeah, I went there and, uh, I actually had my first ISC home run on my very first at bat. Wow. Um, Yeah. And then, uh, it simmered down after that, of course, but. Uh, no, it was, it was a good experience. No, I know that, uh, that was the year of the Czech Republic, WBSCs in Czech yes. Republic. Yep. Um, yep. how come you were left off that team? Because I, I mean, <laughs> I, I usually, you know, you see somebody with the Grumlins in 2018 win an ISC. I know your, your playing time was limited, but at the same time, Correct. it's like softball USA, you know, if you're with one of those higher teams and considering who the coaching staff is, you'd think, Oh, you're a shoe in, right? Well, I think the biggest thing was Greg leather was the coach of the USA team and the gremlins. So he knew what he had. I mean, it, you know what I mean? Like he, he definitely knew that I haven't been playing forever. Right. So like, I think if somebody else was coaching the U.S. team, they might have been like, oh, wow, he played with the Gremlins. Like, he's for sure on. Uh, good but point. But Leather yeah. kind of yeah, really knew, yeah. and he's like, yeah, okay. Like, he just, you know, he just hasn't seen it. And I remember being kind of pissed with him after. And full transparency, I did. I probably was the best person at the tryout due to stat-wise. I had a really good tryout. Was so happy. Uh went and got absolutely plastered after all the guys were congratulating me for making the team and all this shit. And then found out I didn't even make it. So I was throwing up at the airport for no reason. Uh, <laughs> nothing to even celebrate. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty upset. And I remember him saying, you know, he's like, you just haven't, 
you know, you haven't seen the pitching that we're going to face. And I'm like, well, I can hit the pitching that we have. So like, what else do you want me to do? I can't fly in full card to see if I can hit off him. Like, what do you want me to do? And so it was kind of out of my court, to be honest. And what I had said to leather, which probably was a little disrespectful, but I was like, well, why would you have a tryout if you already know who your team's going to be? Like you obviously didn't go after the tryout, right? Right. It just didn't make sense. But no, I, uh, I was a little upset, but you know, full circle, I, I worked way harder in the off season, working out and training and all this stuff for the reason to make the USA team later. Cause I had a little chip on my shoulder. Um, so realistically it was a, it was a good thing. It, it looking yeah. at that time I was pissed, but, but full circle, it's, it's, uh, I think it was a really good thing. Yeah. Well, that actually, that was my next thing. I mean, COVID hits 2020. Um, yep. when that happened and I mean, everything was pretty much shut down in 2020. Did you, yep. uh, did you strictly work on your game during that time? Because I mean, it, it seemed like when things opened back up and T's were playing again, you were like, Oh, Hey, Lane Milheim here. I'm now one of the top players in the world. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, did you, obviously you took being left off that 2019 team as motivation. I did. I did. Um, and, and I jumped with Kegel, um, played with them and, and actually we had a full season, uh, just in the States in 2020. So yeah. So we played, um, yeah, like we had an ASA that year. We just didn't have an ISC. Um, so yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right too. Yes. 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 So, so it was actually a really, I think that's another, I've had a lot of good things happen in the softball career. (laughs) Um, because I was able to take a, a step forward, not a leap forward into facing the best in the world. I mean, I was still facing John Guzdala and Louis Amaya and, Javi Caballero. I mean, there's a lot of guys that we were still facing that are damn good pitchers. I mean, Dwayne Weiler, like you're facing these guys who are good. And especially to me, they're definitely a, a step in the right direction, but they are, you know, the, the big dogs, Matas and all those guys. Um, so I was able to kind of walk before I had to run. And it was, uh, I had a really good year and Kegel had a really good year and we actually beat the gremlins, which was basically the U S team at the time. Mm. Um, we beat them in the ASA fi- ASA final, uh, beat them actually twice, beat them in the winner's bracket final. And then at the end, we actually mercyed them wow. to finish it off. Uh, and yeah, Shea Bryan always laughs and he's like, that's the biggest upset in softball. <laughs> I don't care if it's not ISC, it's the biggest upset in softball. Uh, it was funny. No, it was good. That's awesome. That's freaking awesome. Oh, that's Kegel, that's when you, uh, you had to play third base? <laughs> so that year I played center and it's funny because doc who manages Kegel, he's the one that told me the reason I'm going to third is because I can't play center, which is <laughs> funny because I always just always thought I was a decent outfield. That's why I played in college. Uh, I caught in baseball, but I mean, I thought going to college, I, I moved to outfield and I kind of thought that was my thing in softball. And yeah, he's like, Nope, you're going to third. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, he's like, Are you sure? And, well, he's like, I remember him saying, he's like, well, if they punt, like we're going to be in a way better position with you at third. And I'm like, okay, well, what if they don't punt? What if they hit it? Like, what do you want me to do then? <laughs> so, but no, that was my transition to third. And then I kind of just, you know, went back and forth uh, between outfield and third mm. since then. Right on, right on. So safe to say 2022 was your breakout year? Um, honest, no, I would, I would even say 2021. Yeah, probably my breakout year. I uh, I would say 2021 was probably my best year. Okay, but nobody really. But what it was is a lot of people were just throwing me strikes because they didn't know who the hell I was. Good point. Yeah, and yeah, like I remember I hit a walk off home run off Amada, 
uh, an Ashland tournament to get to the finals against to uh, face the Gremlins. Um, I had I was actually MVP of the Boys of Summer tournament, so I had a really really good uh, 2021 with Kegel. Um, and then I got to ISC and kind of shit the bed. Yeah. Oh well. So, but. Yeah, well, this, hey, you can't do it all, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, how did the uh, how did the twins team come together? Uh, yeah. So that one, you know, Ron Hackett just uh, he. I remember he called me on the way home from ISC. I'm driving back from Quad Cities or Moline or whatever, and and uh, I get a call from him, and you know, he's talking to me about the team, and I think you know, I think Mata's a good guy to want to play around, and. I'm like, yeah, you're right. He seems like he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll play I him. <laughs> yeah, hell no. And, uh, so, so then, you know, I knew about Cam Schiller and I knew about Lynchy and uh, Marshall Cronk. I, I had known Lynchy and, and Cam, I knew. Um, but like Marshall Cronk, like I had heard he was a stud, but I didn't really know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I had playing with them. I had a blast. I had an absolute blast with that team. So, how, like playing with Mata, like, Yep. Did you get a full appreciation of just how good he he is? Not till I see. No. Oh right. <laughs> he was. He. I'm telling you. He. I. I think I talked about it in the other podcast, but uh, Martin. I mean, he beat the Gremlins twice that year. Um, Motto was getting pretty much lit up. I mean, he was just basically not getting lit up. It's not like they were. You know, he's giving up eight or anything like that. But you know, we were losing a lot of games, four to two, four to three. You know, and I'm like, God, how does he give up four or five runs every game? Like, isn't he the best? Like, I thought, you know, and, and then Martin came in and was great. And then, shit, we got to ISC, and he was a totally different guy. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I heard him grunt more in the first game against Bar Buzz <laughs> than what I had heard him grunt the entire year. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm playing third now. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he throws hard. Okay, yeah. I get it. <laughs> it's funny what those, uh, you know, top caliber pitchers can do when when the game matters you know what i mean like yeah. it's just insane i mean you know They're kind of dicks. you guys only <laughs> they are right <laughs> they are i mean you guys only allowed five runs that entire tournament that you won isc's yeah like that's yeah. five runs in the entire tournament that's insane yeah yeah and <laughs> yeah it's a good that that is pretty wild to think about i mean he he was just a totally different guy totally different guy now how much better was that second win than your first because obviously you were playing a hell of a lot more in the in the second one. Oh, that one that you know i make fun of it and i joke around with leather just because he always gives me shit for you know having an asterisk next to my my ring and all this stuff <laughs> uh but but you know i and i kind of look at it like that too i always joke with him that you know in 10 years i batted 600 and had three home runs in that isc and i don't care what he says but um now uh, you know, the, the, the winning, the one where I was actually a part of it and actually playing, that was realistically my first ISC. That's the way I look at it. Like that was completely different experience. It was, it was incredible. It was incredible. Oh, no doubt. Now, were you surprised the twins were done after that year? Um, yes, I was. I, uh, now I, I kind of understood why, um, just because of the, the Kitchener kind of getting taken away, um, for ISC. But I know, and I kind of know that that was Jim's whole plan was to kind of finish out at home, you know, and, and this was the team he wanted to be able to finish it out for, you know, next year. Mm. Um, so once that, once we found that out and it was kind of crappy timing, cause like we celebrated and we're all hung over at the airport and we all get a message at like 10 in the morning, the next day, found out that he was folding it up. 
We're like, well, son of a bitch, we didn't even really get to celebrate. Jeez, you could have, <laughs> could have waited a few days. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So, so I will give Rod Hackett all the credit in the world. I mean, he immediately was on the phones with all these guys. And, and you know, to be honest, Ron put that whole team together. Um, mm. You know, once Kuzer kind of stepped down, Ron was the main guy and he put his team together. And that was the team he put together. And I think when that got stripped, he felt like it was partially his fault that, you know, he brought everybody here and now we're kind of set out to dry. Right. Um, so he was the first guy on the phones and getting everybody, you know, what, where they're going to go and what they're going to do. And, and yeah, I mean, I was, I was committed to the gremlins for two days. I was committed to Hill for two days. And then next thing you know, I, they found a different guy and eight of us were able to stick together. And I was like, well, shit, if, if our core can stick together, I'll, I'll stick with that group. Well, why not? I mean, you just won an yeah. ISC world title. Hundred percent. Of course, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, That's exactly right. Became the Niagara Stompers. I mean, so how how'd you feel this this past season went for you? Um, you know, we kind of, I, to be honest, we struggled. I mean, outside of ISC, we had a good ISC. Hmm. Um, but throughout the year, like we just we, we couldn't, we just didn't score a ton of runs. We'd be down early, and then it would just kind of trickle away from us. We just weren't a very um, battling team. Like once we got down, we just kind of were like, we know we're good enough to come back. But like we don't have to like go out of our way to like make it happen. Like it was, right. it was kind of strange. Um, but I'll be honest, like, you know, I said, I had a blast with the twins. I had a blast this year with this team too. I mean, bunch of good guys, yeah. great guys on the field and off the field. I mean, I would say almost off the field, we were closer this year than what we were at the twins. I mean, we always were hanging out in the hotel room, drinking or whatever, just hanging out. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had a, I had a really, really good time, um, this last year, but throughout the year going into ISC, I mean, God, we, we were, <laughs> we were definitely, we were lucky to be the, the number two seed. Yeah. Now, sure. before that, before the ISCs, did, uh, <laughs> did you feel any added pressure when softball premier TV put you at number five on that list of top 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I thought maybe they just needed to throw somebody on there from our team. I would have probably went with the reigning MVP, but whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll really? Take right. It. Yeah. Marshall. Yeah. Kronk, Kronk yeah. would have been a good guy to have on that list. Really? Absolutely. You would think, I mean, he just had the year of his life and did everything he could and doesn't even get on the top five. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, you'll take so, it. Right. Hey man. Hey, I'm not upset about it. That's right. That's it. right. So now of course, again, now your guys are no longer the Stompers yeah. and the Northeast Drillers. <laughs> I mean, are you hoping you're going to be there for more than one year? Or? God, I'm hoping because this <laughs> uh, this eight ISCs with eight different teams is getting pretty unreal. <laughs> uh, so, how, what's yeah. the, what's it look like for uh, for the Drillers for this year? Yeah, we should uh, we should be pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, we we got we cut loose. The problem was, to be honest, last year we just had too many guys. Like we just had way too many guys. We had too many good guys sitting the bench is what it was. Right. Um, and it's just not really fair to the whole team, to be honest. But um, no, this next year we, uh, we got rid of probably six or seven guys. We obviously don't have our seven pitchers that we had last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we picked up, we had some good pickup. We picked up the, the young Jordan Solario uh, yep. from the Lumberjacks. Um, got Manny Godoy. And uh, Zach Shaw, which I'm actually really excited about Zach Shaw because um, me and him kind of grew up for the USA Futures thing. Like we traveled and played together every tournament, you know, oh, for cool. probably two years. Um, so, yeah, me and me and Zach and then we played together uh, with Kegel as well. 
Um, so I basically played with him for three or four years and then kind of switched over to, he was playing against me and I was like, Oh, well, shit. So now that he's back, that that's a big plus. Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything now, I mean, you look at all the moves that have been going on and I mean, hope he touched on all the moves here in the intro. I didn't, I kind of murdered all the names. You did, but, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of names that are hard to pronounce, but <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. one thing that's great is the parody that's starting to happen. You know, there, it's no longer the one, two race. There's, there's, yeah. you know, five or six teams, six, seven teams that, you know, can win the ISEs. Absolutely. No. And I, I think that's, what's making it fun. However, um, I do think it's almost killing the game a little bit. Um, in my opinion, just because like, especially this next year with going to BC, you know, a lot of these teams that aren't bringing a team, like the number eight, number nine, number 10, like they're not bringing a team. And so some of these top five, top six teams are kind of poaching off of them. Uh, You want to go to ISC, you know? And so it's, it's, Yes, it's good for the top six. Mm. I think it's bad, bad for, for the, the seven to 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah true enough. Yeah. Eh. So, yeah, realistically, seven to 20, or maybe not seven to 20, but like say 12 to 20, it's going to be so watered down for a lot of those teams. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gonna be, there's going to be a lot of five inning games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I think, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, there's a lot of teams that because they feel like they can't compete, they're not even going to go. So right. if, if there's not a lot of local teams in BC, I don't know how many teams are going to be in this ISC. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I've, sure. I've heard some rumors that there's going to be more teams out of BC for the ICs just for that particular reason. Yeah. Because yeah. there's going to be teams Good. like, who knows what the Alvis and Aces or Elmira Expos or, you know, those teams from Ontario. Mm-hmm. Are there's probably going to be quite a, a few number. more. Like even harvesting the like Kingston Axemen yeah. or, yeah. yeah. It's going to be hard for them yeah. to travel up. It's not cheap yeah. there either. It's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know a lot of teams are trying to find loopholes and I, I think some people might be flying into Seattle and driving across or yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I know it's super expensive and I know a lot of teams are not going. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Blair mentioned that on the podcast that we, when we yeah. started back up there, he said mm-hmm. teams would be smart to fly into Washington and then drive up because you'd save yeah. a lot more money. Teams from the States. Yeah. It doesn't help us in Canada. <laughs> right. Good point. Huppy. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Elephant in the room. We had to throw it out there. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. We uh, we can't leave without, you know, talking about the 2022 WBS season in New Zealand. I mean, first off, before it even began, how special was it to get that call to be representing the red, white, and blue? Uh, that was incredible. Um, you know, and I, I, I'll, I can't jump the Argentina one because that was the that was the first one, yeah. uh, the Pan Ams and, you know, and, and full disclosure, uh, sissy or not, you know, I, I, I remember being on the, on the bus on the way there and, you know, the whole, the whole flight and all that stuff. Like I kind of, because of the years I had, it wasn't as much of like a surprise that I made the team, but I do remember the first night we were going to go play Argentina right after the opening ceremonies and being on the, being on the bus and all of a sudden it was like real that I'm playing for this team. And I, I got a little choked up, you know, it was, it was a pretty cool experience. And then going there and seeing 8,500 people, it was like, Holy shit. Yeah. Right. That must've been crazy. Oh, and then you got Mata just throwing 85 from, (laughs) of course. So yeah, he went through our entire lineup and one person put a ball in play. 
Wow. Like, uh-oh, he's different. Well, he's, especially, he's you know, that ISC mod here. Pitching, <laughs> pitching at home in front of all of his family and friends and fans in Argentina. Like, that must be yeah. mowing people down. Absolutely. But, no, we had a, we had a good showing, and it was it was a great experience. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, we had a lot of younger – and that's really what it is, is, you know, once Ron kind of came in – and this is no shot on leather or anything like that, but um, he kind of wanted a lot of the younger guys, you know, me, Zach Shaw, Yusuf Davis, like these guys to be around. Uh, we even had guys, Tyler Albert, Owen Lukens, guys, you know, younger guys that are coming up um, just because we have to look at longevity. I mean, you got to be honest, Palazzo's 40, uh, Mullins is 37. I mean, Cam 34. I mean, we got guys that are kind of getting older, not saying they can't play. They're still studs. Yeah. Um, but, but Ron was kind of looking at the, the long-term game. And so it was kind of cool. I mean, it was, uh, I do think we kind of, we threw a, a little bit better of a team when we went to New Zealand. Um, but to have the youth that we did and still go, you know, have an, have an opportunity to win a medal and we, we fell short and lost to Cuba, but, um, you know, to at least play for a medal the first time I go represent USA, I was, mm-hmm. I was pretty excited about it. Yeah. I would say, I would say, but it's an experience let's dive into the tournament though, like down yeah. New Zealand. Uh, I mean, you guys definitely, weren't favored to medal. I mean, we had the prediction show and I don't even think, you know, you guys were consider yeah. like, I picked know, them. I, I picked them. As third. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, my yeah. Man. But I mean, <laughs> did you guys like that underdog role? Um, not really. I mean, we, we, I think we kind of expected that. I mean, it kind of was what it was. I mean, you look at the teams, the only one, the only team that we thought like that we should be ahead of was Czech Republic. Um, but I mean, you look at, it, I mean, weren't realistically on paper, Argentina, they had just won it. They're yeah. going to be the one mm-hmm. Japan, Canada. I mean, we can beat Canada, but it's not like we're going to on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, then you could throw Australia in there and we kind of thought we were fourth, fourth or fifth. That's okay. about what we thought, um, going in. And, and so realistically, no, I mean, I don't think we were necessarily an underdog, but it did make us play a little harder. I mean, we knew that we could kind of fluff off and still win games. I mean, we had to bring our A game every game, yeah. which kind of played in our favor. Um, and then winning that first game against New Zealand, that was uh, that was well, actually we beat the Philippines. No but, wait, I, um, I was gonna say, don't you dare skip over that one nothing game against <laughs> yeah. Philippines, man. That was a tight one. It was a tight one. Like there had to be a sigh of relief after that final out. Like, man. Well, what I was thinking, to be honest, I haven't said this out loud yet, but. What I was thinking was after we beat Philippines 1-0, I'm like, oh, God, we're going to get piss-pounded by New Zealand. And, yeah, we, we came out and took care of business and, against them. And, I guess uh, you did. So, I mean, after that after that New Zealand game, like, uh, man, the confidence had to start, you know, getting a little bit going there, like ramping up. Yeah. We started getting a couple guys that were hot. Um, you know, Lynchy started going off a little bit. Zach Shaw had a good tournament. Um, and it was funny because it was a lot of our guys, you know, like Palazzo had a good tournament, but like, you know, no shot to Nick, to Nick Mullins and Cam, but like they didn't have the, the WBSC that they wanted. Um, and those are the guys that realistically we need to medal. Right. Right. Like, so all of a sudden when they weren't playing well, it was cool to see that other people were picking up the slack, even though they weren't, um, you know, doing what they should be doing. Um, so no, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. And yeah, confidence was flying high, especially when we knew that our bottom of the lineup could flip the order at any time. Um, it, it just was, a we knew that we were a team and not just riding our top four guys. Yeah. I want to ask about, you know, you got done the round Robin part. What did, what were your 
opinion on the, the super round playoff format because I know everybody hated it. Well, I know it played really good advantage on our end. It definitely did. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I mean, once I found out Japan wasn't in, I mean, we had a legitimate shot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, let's talk about opening super round game against Canada. I mean, yeah. <laughs> never seen a game end like that before. I, did did Lynchy lean in there? Come on, let us know. <laughs> um, I think we all have seen the angle. I mean, the thing is, is in my opinion, at that point, the count was two and two. Yep. In my opinion, you just say that it's a ball. You stay here. It's a ball. And you let it figure it out. And it's on the next pitch. that's the way I would do it. Yeah. Right. So. But obviously he made the call. Now, yes, did he did he lean in? Absolutely. Have I seen more people? <laughs> yeah. Have I seen more people lean in more than what he did and still get the base, or at least not call it a strike? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, of course he 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 did. Of course, lean into it, and you know he knows it. He, I mean, as much as he wants to say he didn't, he leaned <laughs> in. but it still wasn't a damn strike. I mean, you can't call it a strike and end the game like that. Yeah, that's, that's the way I look. Yeah, that was very weird. That was, and but, I was on second, so I had a damn good view. Yeah, that's right. You were fired up. I remember seeing the mm-hmm. the, the yeah. camera angle. You're like, yeah. oh. I had some choice words with some guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Skolf was fired up too after. <laughs> yeah, me and him were. Kind of, yeah, we were. We were oh, probably too close to be yelling at each other. But yeah, I was. All of a sudden, I was. <laughs> when that happened, I all of a sudden kind of like went towards the plate. And all the Canadian guys are right there, and they're just running their mouths. And I'm like the only guy. I'm like right in the middle of their circle. Oh, shit, this is not a good spot for me. <laughs> uh, so the twelve nine Australia game. I mean, yeah. that the one game where Jack Besgrove actually looked like a human. Um, was it like? First of all, let's talk about Jack for a second. I mean, what a year that kid had! Like, <laughs> oh, he's the real deal. Yeah, he is the real deal. Like Frigman, that in eight months where you win a, a WBSC Men's World Cup, a U twenty three World Cup, ISC yeah. Championship. Like, come on, man, you're nineteen. Jesus. Yeah, and it's not like he's just you know a number two or a number three. I right, mean, he's the horse on all of those all of those teams. I, the fact that he's nineteen just baffles me. I mean, I I look at him; he's mid twenties to me. I mean, he's a big kid and yep. he, he doesn't really have a whole lot of emotions like shit if i was 19 being one of the best players in the world shit i'd be showing some emotion yeah yeah that's uh, freaking right man but uh but no he's he's the real deal for yep. sure absolutely so that that australia game after you guys are done that i mean what's the what's the mindset after that game because i mean at that point did you guys know what was going on yeah we knew we were out of the gold medal game so the way that we kind of looked at it was we had to be Canada or Australia, one of which, and then other stuff to happen. We had a chance to get the gold medal. Yeah. And, but if we didn't beat either one of them, it didn't really matter is really the kind of the way we looked at it. And so we dropped a heartbreaker to Canada and then broken even, Oh, just a real heartbreaker against Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Now that bronze medal game against Argentina, I mean, we had Brad on here and yeah. he yeah. talked about, how excited he was to, you know, end up facing Argentina, which is, you know, hilarious considering, oh, defending champions with Mata and, you know, the whole thing. And, and just the yeah. fact that, you know, after they essentially were beat out by Australia, I mean, that's friggin' funny. But I mean, look at hindsight. If you look at the game that he 
pitched against Argentina in the round robin, he never let any runs in. He never, I don't think he allowed a hit. So as a pitcher, of course, you're like, oh. And then after that Australia game, you're like, yeah, damn right I want Argentina. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's what it was. (laughs) Well, it was funny because I remember being in the room over. um, And when he, when Australia went up two and they had to win by two or more to go to the gold medal game. And once they went up two, Brad was going bonkers. And I'm like, what the hell are you so damn excited about? Like, uh, he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, we can beat Argentina. Like, I don't know if I can beat Australia, but we can definitely beat Argentina. And it's just because so many guys have seen him, right? I mean, yeah, of course. So I understood it. Uh, but I remember just thinking, I'm like, yeah, we want the the world, the, the, Defending world champs, <laughs> we want them. That those are the guys we want. Like, yeah. uh, but you know what? He put his money where his mouth was, and he threw sure a great game. Threw a, a fantastic game. game, and then, and then the fact that Yusuf gets a solo shot off Waymo to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like of all people in the lineup, is Yusuf yeah. goes and does that, and oh man, like that almost set the tone. Like okay, we're meddling here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden when we were winning, I mean, when we were tied, it was like, oh, okay, like we just got to keep surviving and we got to put a couple up. Like we just had to get lucky and get a couple up. And next thing you know, Yusuf puts one up in the stands and we're like, uh-oh, we could win this game. It's <laughs> <laughs> a possibility. And, you know, and it's funny. I, I will say Brad is one of those guys, like he's a roller coaster ride, man. Like he, he's big emotions, like big emotions. And when that came up, like I remember him like, we're going to win this game. <laughs> just going nuts. And I'm like, God damn, like this. And, but he was right. I mean, like when he's all of a sudden playing for something that's bigger, he just rises to the occasion. I hate that saying, but it's true. I mean, he, Brad gets after it when he has to. And it's funny. I've said this forever. And he pitches damn fine for Ostrander, but I've always said it. Like when Brad throws on the USA uniform, he pitches differently. Like it's, there's mm. more to it. And I respect the shit out of it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got to love having guys like that on your squad. For sure. Absolutely. And it's funny. I remember him saying it on your guys' podcast. And But he's the guy that, like, he needs somebody in his ear. Like, he just kind of does. And I know that. Right. And I'm the only guy that he'll really probably listen to. And so I kind of feed into that a little bit. And every pitch, I'm kind of talking with him. And it reminds me. It's funny. After it was, like, kind of done, I was like, God, I probably just look just like Lolly. (laughs) talking to adam all the time Uh, but but that's kind of i mean that's how brad kind of works is he he needs somebody in his back pocket knowing that every pitch matters and i'll be that guy if he wants me to be that guy i'll be that guy and yeah he's he's an easy guy to match his energy because he's just he just cares he cares so much and i respect the shit out of him definitely so how big was that bronze medal win for softball usa Oh, huge. I don't think we had, I don't think we had meddled in like 21 years nope, or 22 right. years, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, so no, I mean, putting us back on the map and, and I remember, I remember after we played New Zealand, um, and beat them, I, I had an interview after and they were like asking me about, you know, is, is the U S team, you know, are you guys feeling pretty confident? And I'm like, we're here, like, we're here to play. Like whoever yeah. wants to play on the other side, like we don't care. Like we'll play whoever. And I remember thinking, like, damn it, like that might backfire. And it actually, you know, we all figured it out and it was it was huge for the program. I think I don't know if it's actually gonna bring a bunch of newcomers in necessarily, but well, I mean it the U seventeen. Hey, the U seventeen team reeled it off down 
like Absolutely. like i mean there's yep. there's the future right there and th- those guys getting the confidence that they did in that kind of environment i mean that's that's huge yeah. for softball usa Absolutely. No, we've had a, we've had a very good year and a half. Um, and it's the, the future's bright. Let's yeah. be honest. I mean, when I'm, you know, and kind of the way I look at it is you take, you give us like four years, you know, I'm 30 Shaw's 32. Uh, a lot of these guys are low thirties, Lynchy's mm-hmm. 34, whatever. Um, and then we got Cody Givens, who's going to be 21. He's going to maybe grow into his body a little bit. Uh, you got Brad, um, Marco, I mean, yeah. we're going to have a really, really good team here in three or four years. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. 100%. It's going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be fun to watch. I can't, uh, can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, with every podcast, we like to end with the uh, player association. I'm going to, uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to throw some names out to you. Yeah. All right. If you got a story, let her fly. Amanda. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're relentless. People are going to be like, what the hell? Who's a man? (laughs) (laughs) All right. First one, Tyler Bully. Tyler Bully. Uh, Great guy. uh, I played with him for juniors. Uh, I always bring it up to him because he he had a really, really good junior tournament. And uh, I'm always asking him whenever he's telling a story. I'm like, are you talking about juniors again? (laughs) (laughs) He he had, and I'll give him this, at Whitehorse, he hit a home run off of Mata that I'm telling you was all of 310. And he, it went over the second fence. I mean, there's like a line of trees above that. And it hit like the top of the, of the trees on the other side of the second fence. I mean, he's absolutely smashed it. He's a big boy anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Plus you got Mata throwing 79 as an 18 year old. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But no, he, uh, he had a a huge home run. It's probably his biggest home run. And he definitely lets me know it every once in a while, whenever I talk to him. Right on. Uh, Juan Polito. Oh, bastard. (laughs) (laughs) No, Juan's, uh, no, Juan's a great guy. Um, I kind of touched on it earlier, but. No, he, uh, I'm telling you, he used to play all these stupid games at dinner and everybody be laughing because I'd just be falling for it. Cause I was that 21 year old kid that I don't want to say was like trying to fit in, but I was like, you know, if you're going to come, like, you're going to try to play a game with me. Like I'm going to be competitive. I'm going to beat you. Like I can't beat you in softball. I'm going to beat you in this game. Yeah. And shit, all these games he was playing were just jokes. And I'm just falling for all of them. Like the whole penny on the forehead, I'm yanking my head around. Oh, <laughs> no, great guy. Oh, Super yeah, great guy. definitely. And another one of those episodes on desktop that was just amazing. Like his, yeah. oh, I, he's a guy I would love to have on here and just talk to because, man, he's funny. You'd be on here for two hours if you had him on. <laughs> that, that's true. Uh, who do I got? Oh, friend of the show, Matty Palazzo. Ooh. Matty P. Uh, you know, that was uh, another guy that I remember. So he was hurt a little bit during the ISC. Um, he had like pulled his side of some sort. And I remember, goddamn, every time he got a, every time he went up to the plate at ISC, he'd hit a home run. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Man, this dude's a stud. And, uh, and yeah, and then I was actually uh, one of his roommates uh, in New Zealand. Okay. And, no, we uh, we had some good conversations. It, it was uh, Matty P's the real deal. He's a super good guy, super good player. Obviously, uh, no, Matty P's a good dude too. Awesome. Uh, last but not le- least, I mean, kind of touched on him a little bit here a second ago. Brad Kilpatrick. 
oof, you know, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna downplay it like he did with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Brad, like I said, he's just, he's a guy, high energy guy. Um, he's definitely one of those dudes that, you know, you'd run a wall, run through a wall for, yeah. um, just because, you know, he's giving it his all and you might as well match it. Um, and I think, I think realistically he sets the tone for our U S team. I, I really do. Um, just knowing that you have that guy in the circle that is going to absolutely give it his all every game, doesn't matter who he's playing. And it kind of sets the tone for the rest of us. Like, all right, well, we might as well get some hits and help him out a little bit. So no, I think, uh, I think realistically this is a, this is a bold statement, but I don't think our team goes as far as we do. And I don't think we're as confident as we are without him. Nice. Yeah. Good way to, good. Hey, he's got a sweet gig at, uh, Florida as oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. oh he's, yeah, no, he, uh, no, he's, he's pretty pumped about that too. Yeah. No, he's, uh, he loves it over there. I know he does. I imagine. Definitely. That'd be awesome. All right, Blaine, man, I got to thank you for, you know, taking the time out of your golfing schedule <laughs> to jump on the podcast with us, man. I've been wanting to have, a, have you on. Hey, for eight months, I've been trying to get you on, but uh, yeah. listen, but I, I appreciate you, you know, coming on and uh, can't wait to see what's in store in the future for you. Hey, I appreciate it. No, thank you guys for having me on. I had a good time. All right. Take, take care, care man. Good luck. Yeah. You too, man. See you guys. See you. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, man. Another great one. Yeah. Very passionate about softball USA. That's for sure. Yeah. I like hearing that stuff. Need that. Need yeah, that for gosh. All, all the countries, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, him touching on uh, the young guys coming up. Mm. There's a big future ahead for softball USA. Absolutely. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, I watched a fair bit of that U17 tournament. Yeah. And I mean, Cody Gibbons. Yeah. He was, was lights out. Just lights out. But yeah. I mean, I mean, he touched on the Ducharme twins and they had fantastic tournaments down there. Yeah. And man, it's, it's good to see that, the you know, the game is growing on, on the male side down in the U S cause it definitely needs it. You know, it'd be really cool to see what? men's ball in the Olympics. It would. Yeah. It definitely would. When I saw the post initially about the Olympics coming back or softball coming back to the Olympics, I was thinking, holy fuck, like <laughs> men's no. Well, they are doing the world games in China. Actually, yeah. which no, no, that's I, a, that's a huge that's, deal. It is huge, but I, I mean, the Olympics are the Olympics. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean. yeah. But I mean, doing the world games, which has been primarily a female event. Yeah. Having the male there and the moving the ISCs ahead. Yeah. Because of it. Right. That's huge exposure for the, for the men's game. 100%. It really is. So yeah, I can't, I, I, yeah, I can't wait for that. Was there something I said I was going to talk about in the outro? Oh. Yes. The trivia. The trivia that. Yeah, you know, we're, we got on YouTube now. I mean, released two now. One's the ISC trivia, and one's the Women's College World Series trivia. I mean, just a little something fun to for people to do. I mean, hey, if if you think you know your trivia, yeah, it'd be nice for everybody to share it too. Yeah, because we're trying to get hits. <laughs> we want those hits on YouTube. Yeah. I want that plaque. <laughs> no, but uh, hey, if anybody yeah, anybody listening, if you have an idea for a trivia category that you want us to do, send us a message and by all means, I will definitely put it together. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's something there's multiple categories that you can do for our game. I mean, senior nets, like all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So on YouTube, Hey, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to us, do all that. Um, like share. (laughs) Hope you got anything? No, man. That was good. I apologize. I'm a little tired today, but uh, 
my job taking me away from my personal life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Until uh, next. Oh, we, yeah. Who is next? We're back. We're back again next week. Oh, you son of a bitch. Pete, okay. Peter Labardius. Oh, nice. Yes. We got Pete right. coming on. I mean, Excellent. that's uh, that's going to be a good one. one. Yeah, for sure. He definitely got the gift of gab and. Uh, he loves our sport. He loves our sport. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can't wait to hear the stories because he's been involved in the game for. Yeah. For a long time. Now. A lot longer than I've actually thought. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Make sure. sure that you text me, remind me though. Okay? I, will, I will text and remind you. <laughs> I, Kidding. I should text Peter and remind him too. <laughs> yeah, really. Cause I mean, he's with the Calgary flames in on their, as part of their, their organization yeah, exactly, now. So uh, yeah. gotta make sure he's, he's ready to go for that one. Awesome. All right. Till okay, next buddy. week. Yes. Classified. Take care. Bye. See, I'm not gonna let me go crazy. Not this time I'm going through changes I'm gonna make it for sure I'm going through changes That I've been here before uh, I haven't stepped out of my house in seven days Haven't shaved, haven't showered, haven't changed Same clothes, different day Another good morning pissed away Hey, got the whole world looking right at me Actually Feels like people starting to look past me I've been around Feels like this just might be a last dance I'm frustrated, I'm past tense I still don't feel like I has been I don't, but It's like a ghost town up in the studio Nobody comes around here no more I guess it's just how the movie go Uh I don't like playing my old friends new songs They don't listen to rap like back when They all grew up, kinda moved on And how could I blame them, huh? I used to sleep, eat and breathe this shit But now the older I get I'm questioning if I really needed this I used to stress what people said And what people thought about me Now I worry about if my daughter Can make it home from school without me But still at the same time As I'm writing this rhyme I'm in my kitchen My daughter's trying to tell me about a day I hear but not really listening I'm staring at her But in my head I'm putting these words together I know that I need to do better cause what I do now could change forever shadow swimming in my head lately but I don't mind see I'm not gonna let me go crazy not this time Don't know what I'm like in these days I just think it's time to check all the new shit Plus all of the